0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Hope you're all doing well. Friday, finally. And hopefully a lot more good things to come. Obviously a lot of NFL news and reports heating up. The NBA, we're closing in on the end of the first half of the season. And so a lot of teams are... good situation good spots Uh, There's also a lot of questions about some teams that are looking to turn it around Um, and of course like I said the all-star game is expected to happen uh, which should be interesting um, considering you know how things have kind of been this season Um, so that will be something that will be leading off March and then March Madness is on its way as well which I can't wait to see how that all goes down so I'm gonna get into a couple of things in today's episode. I'm gonna start off by talking about college basketball and Michigan State coming through with another big victory yesterday. They beat Ohio State, um, you know, by a close margin. I think it was 72-67, along those lines. And Michigan State earlier this week, had picked up a victory over Illinois. So the Spartans are definitely making a big run at it now. Trying to make the NCAA tournament you know that's all that's all this time you know it matters for for these teams is making the making the tournament and you know Michigan State has had its fair share of struggles this season but they've got two victories now against two top teams in the, the Big Ten Conference so it bodes well for their confidence and their chances at the NCAA tournament just like Duke, they are starting to deliver and play better, and hopefully they'll be able to make it to the tournament. Uh, just look at it. Ohio State's been pretty good this season, but they've had some interesting losses uh, this year. And uh, you know, the question is, can Ohio State kind of win that kind of big kind of type of game when it matters the most? And so they've obviously fallen short in some of these top matchups. Um, you know, the Michigan one's still there you know that probably stings them a little bit uh, but they still got a good chance i think in this game although they just did not get enough from everybody else on their team i think ladello was pretty good Dwayne washington jr uh too many shots wasn't effective enough and they got out rebounded i think to a certain extent um and they weren't able to play some play some some good defense and some stretches but bigger than that it just came down to you know that missed layup towards the end where Dwayne had a chance to tie the game couldn't get it a couple of heated techno uh, foul calls on uh, you know on the head coach of Ohio State and so the Spartans definitely earned this one with like really good defense making it kind of ugly making kind of competitive towards the end and they were able to execute much better um, than Ohio State did. As for the other big-time matchup yesterday, it was number nine Iowa and number three Michigan, and Michigan won in convincing fashion, 79, 79 to 57, I think was the score. And the biggest thing about Iowa is that you know they were a team that early on was looking promising. The biggest problem with Iowa sometimes is just their offense. Uh, I expected more from Luke Garza. You know he was one of those guys that was really talked about. Starting off this uh, college, you know, basketball season, obviously taking a lot of shots, converting most of them. But Iowa was like good early on this season due to the fact that they were able to shoot the ball well. They were able to get a balanced effort from their team, uh, and they just haven't been able to do that when it comes to playing like a big-time team. They're still going to be a formidable team because they are capable of playing good defense at certain times although yesterday i mean michigan just really shot better was able to execute with more efficiency there was a good balance from uh, wagner and dickinson Uh, michigan is just a really a solid team and they're playing really good basketball and they are a team that could really maybe have a chance to make a run in in the in the tournament against a team like gonzago or baylor if they ever do match i would love to see michigan go up against those teams because they are making the case right now they're the best team right now in terms of the style of victory the way they're playing on all sides i mean a lot of these players are contributing in big time ways and they're just shooting the ball well and not having too many turnovers they're keeping everything uh, in front of them and like i said michigan can play any kind of style they can play uh, you know, they can get to the free throw line. They can attack. They have size in the perimeter. So overall, Michigan is really firing on all, all cylinders. And they made a convincing statement yesterday in beating Iowa. And like I said, Michigan is a team that definitely can be, uh, be you know, be kept an eye on because they're going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams. Um, whoever they do match up against, the way they shoot, the size, the experience that they do have is going to be a huge plus for them in any matchup they have when it gets to the NCAA tournament. Now, some of the other things in college basketball that are going on, there are some teams that obviously are like trying to figure out the best kind of spot for their players in terms of like some of these players that will be going into the draft. Obviously, they are hoping to prepare for that, as well as get ready for a March Madness tournament that will be very, very different from years past. And so, there's a lot of good prospects that are going to be, be talked about. Um, and like I said, some of the prospects that are able to play in the NCAA tournament, I think almost all of them will get a chance to play, are they going to benefit from, uh, from this, you know. I think the biggest thing was like from last year's NBA draft class. Uh, you know, due to the NCAA tournament not being played, we weren't able to see all of the talent, all the draft picks that came this past year to play um, when it was season time. So like this this time around, I think that a lot of the prospects that are being considered, some players from Gonzaga, some players from Baylor, uh, Kentucky, Duke. You know, I think. Some of these players are gonna really benefit from getting an extended period of time of playing in the March Madness tournament. They get there, Um, as I said, there's a lot of really good shooting guards and uh, forwards in this this draft class, Um, and you know, all eyes will definitely be on the point guard as well because there'll be there'll be several point guards that will be available in this draft, and Kate Cunningham is one player that I think he will be talked about a lot more. Um, if Oklahoma State is able to find a way into the NCAA tournament um, a lot of these prospects are gonna get the shine and show they got uh, when the March Madness tournament begins and these games start being played Uh, we're gonna see a lot from some of these players like I said the the extra amount of games and things that will be be for these prospects will be, be you know both huge for their draft chances Um, Because we don't really know if the NBA is going to have a draft combine or not. Uh, Remains to be seen. Will teams be able to have the regular meetings and stuff like that? It all remains to be seen. So that should be an interesting storyline heading into the March Madness Tournament. So in this segment, I want to talk about the NFL a little bit. And this has been a very interesting offseason for the NFL. It doesn't really feel like an off season because there's so many storylines this NFL season, the next NFL season is going to bring. And most of them really just started up a lot right after Super Bowl ended. And I mean usually there's a kind of a down period where teams are just like not talking as much there's not reports about any free agent and stuff like that but it's been totally different this time i mean every other day or every other week we have something like major to talk about whether it be a quarterback you know whether it be some player not wanting uh, not wanting to be in a situation um and then you know there's been all these reports about like you know, what's going to happen with the Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger. What's going to happen with Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks? You know, what happened with Garoppolo and the 49ers? Uh, Deshaun Watson in Houston? You know, there's just been so much talk about, like, the things that are going to happen this NFL, um, you know, free agency period and draft period. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of interesting uh, things that are being reported out there. And there are a couple of things that I want to get into. Well, I've already got into a couple of things this week, but I want to get into the report about Russell Wilson and Seattle Seahawks. Now, for most people who do not follow the Seattle Seahawks or, like, don't know much about Seattle Seahawks, I'm not, like, all over the Seattle Seahawks in terms of, like, knowing everything they do, but the Seahawks obviously have built a team uh, that has obviously changed over the years. You know, they were known for being a really a dominant defense and then Wilson got better and better after winning the Super Bowl championship, and he matured as a quarterback. And like Russell Wilson, the way that he is as a quarterback right now, he is top five in the NFL in terms of just foot, you know playing football. Like he can he can fling the football, he can pass, he can do all the things you want from your quarterback. He has shown up in big time games over the years, big time moments. He's had memorable performances he's also had his fair share of struggles as well but he's always given the seattle seahawks an opportunity every year in their division to win it and make a run in the postseason and so you know russell wilson is hitting that age now i think he's in his 30s and obviously he's been very loyal to the Seattle seahawks over the years he's been able to work with them on a lot of different things in terms of like Obviously, he developed as a player. His leadership has taken another form. I mean, he's really well respected, loved by the Seattle Seahawks, and continues to be loved by the Seattle Seahawks, even though things seem a little bit dicey now because, you know, Russell Wilson has reached that point in his career where, you know, it's all about winning and winning championships. And Wilson has been to two, one, one. Um, And obviously the Seattle Seahawks have been like really close the last couple of years. They got to the wild card, the divisional round, um, but they haven't been able to get back to the NFC championship game. And I think that, like I said, there's a lot of quarterbacks who really just want to be able to win at the highest level and get back to that point in their careers. They can be a champion again. And so Russell Wilson, you know, just looking at how things kind of transpired this season, I mean... The Seattle Seahawks didn't really have the best running game. And their defense was a bend and break defense. Um, And Wilson obviously showed up and played well for most of the season. um, But he wasn't really given that much of an MVP consideration. Um, And obviously with Metcalf and Lockett and Disley and all these players. Seattle had a really unique offense. But they disappointed in some games this year. And part of that was just Wilson, part of that was just the inability to have a running game, too much pressure, too many hits that Russell Wilson took. And so, you know, he came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, that he wants better protection. He wants, you know, he kind of framed it a certain way in which he's like, you know, he really wants to win and he wants to see some changes. Now, like I said, every quarterback has a different way of approaching things. And Russell Wilson has been, like, really solid for a long time. And so... But Pete Carroll, they have a great relationship over the years, and it seems like in that front office, you know, when you give a quarterback an extension, and that, you know, a quarterback, obviously, you wanna be able to put resources around Russell Wilson because he's that kind of exciting kind of player that can give you a lot to do. And so, Wilson kind of lamenting the fact that he hasn't had the best protection, so little bit surprising because the Seattle Seahawks have tried to go in that direction, Um, And they haven't actually been as active in getting him like that kind of offensive line help over the years. They've gotten some decent players to be on that offensive line. But, you know, the way that Russell Wilson plays the position, the way he loves to get out of the pocket and make plays, um, you know, it works both sides. I mean, Russell Wilson wants Seattle Seahawks to like protect him better. And the Seahawks are probably hoping that Russell Wilson doesn't hold to the football too long. And so, you know, so let's hope about the philosophy and changing, like, how Russell Wilson is as a quarterback. So, obviously, you know, offensive lines are crucial to a quarterback being upright and doing everything they have to do on offense. And so, Wilson is not demanding a trade, but the fact that his agent will come out with a report Saying that you know, he's not interested in a trade, but these other teams that he would uh, likely want to be traded to, you know, it just sends a kind of a message that, I mean, I think this comes down to Russell Wilson and ownership. It comes down to Russell Wilson and ownership, and this is the same thing that's happening with Deshaun Watson and Houston Texans, but that's actually more of a mess than Seattle is. Players have always been really divided over Pete Carroll in this front office uh, about their direction of this team. Uh, They were split a lot during the time that they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots. And they obviously have lost some defensive players since that stretch and a lot of players have come and gone. But they've been able to get talent back there in Seattle and still put forth a great effort year in, year out. And so Russell Wilson, Probably hoping that he has better protection, wants to see, you know, things change around him. He's frustrated by by, by being hit um, as much. And it's true that Russell Wilson and any kind of mobile quarterback obviously would not love to be hit. That's part of the game. It's part of the game and Seattle, you know, do whatever they want to solidify the offensive line. But it comes down to game action. You're never really going to know what kind of team you have until you get out there and play and so it's not that seattle like was a bad team at all this year they played pretty well considering all things but that rams game in the postseason at card game i mean the way that the rams were able to like get after you know russell wilson and, and affect him and pressure him i think that's sitting in his mind and so he's thinking that they got to do more invest more in the old line and I think that an early test of that will be what does Seattle do in free agency? Will they be able to go in and get offensive line help for Russell Wilson? Will they try to, to you know, cater to his, his wishes? And like I said, a lot of quarterbacks now have more of a say in their team's decisions. But as we've seen in Deshaun Watson's case, try to have some kind of input. It didn't work out. And they went ahead and went in a different directions. So Seattle, their ownership, they love Russell Wilson, as soon as Russell Wilson. I don't think they're gonna trade Russell Wilson. But looking at how this quarterback market has already been this season, you know, this is just not a good sign for the Seattle Seahawks. Because, you know, if Wilson is unhappy with the fact that his ideas are being like not not taking, taking into consideration, or his, his ideas are being dismissed. Because it reportedly, reportedly based on an NBC report, like Russell Wilson went to Seattle's front office, offered some solution how to fix this team offensively, things like that. And that's why their offensive coordinator is gone. Um, I think Schottenheimer is gone. So there's been some kind of thing that Seattle's tried to do to revive this offense. This offense has been good at times during the season but there are just times where they just really lack that you know that consistency and so I'm gonna say that I think the Seattle Seahawks are gonna try to find a way to go after some O-line help I think they gotta really address the running back situation more than anything Chris Carson is a nice story a nice running back but they need a difference making running back back there in the backfield um and they need to do that um uh, and take care of that i don't think wilson's going to be gone from the Seattle seahawks this year this report may not be anything at all uh, but definitely like the agent putting it out there it's really interesting how they put it out you know how you put it out there i don't see him getting traded um unless unless free agency goes like really bad for seattle and they like lose like a couple of you know free agents and they are like you know, in a little bit of a mess, if they totally do not address the positions that that they need to address in the off season with like the free agency period, in the NFL draft. It's a good chance that this will be Russell Wilson's last season with the Seattle Seahawks. As I said that a lot of teams are inquiring about Russell Wilson already. It could lead to something. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I think that Wilson being in Seattle actually is probably better for him and seattle has no better alternative than russell wilson unless they really want to make something happen um with another team uh, trade market that's a different story but you know if you don't have russell wilson on your team if you're trading russell wilson you gotta have a good backup backup uh, option in place and i don't know about the quarterbacks out there that they can really get you know it it could be you know there could be some quarterback swaps you never know Um, But I think Seattle's really got to take the situation cautiously and and try to keep Wilson happy. Um, Otherwise, things will get, get only tougher for that Seattle front office when the season rolls around. So, now I want to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. As everybody may or may not know, the 49ers obviously had a tough year this past year about their quarterback. Uh, you know, injuries, they had a lot of injuries throughout this season. They're still were able to be competitive enough to finish it with an okay record. Uh, but we know that 49ers with John Lynch. You know, Kyle Shanahan, they're all about building this team and getting back to the Super Bowl. They obviously felt like that Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, they had it. And they just were not able to put it together at the end because of Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense not coming through. Now, this team is going to have, you know, obviously healthy stars back next season with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, the defense is still going to be formidable next year. So, the question is can the 49ers win with Jimmy Garoppolo? Now, he's obviously given a big contract. Um, he's owed actually a lot of money, I think, uh, sometime this, you know, next month or so. So, you know, will the 49ers stay with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback? The 49ers have a team that I think can compete for a playoff spot can definitely make a run in the NFC West, but is Garoppolo going to be the answer to getting them to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl? We just have not seen it yet. And it begs the question whether they should trade for Deshaun Watson uh, or should they go try to get another quarterback um, to take care of this team and offensively be better. Garoppolo, like I said, he had a a huge amount of success early on in his NFL career with the Patriots a little bit, then with the 49ers, that seven-game stretch. Um, But I feel like the 49ers obviously jumped too early in giving him a contract extension because Garoppolo hasn't put forth that body of work that are Matthew Stafford, that Jared Goff, that Dak Prescott, um, Carson Wentz. Well, Carson Wentz is whatever, but... (laughs) not being disrespectful but you know so like Garoppolo's is one of those quarterbacks that has obviously the arm talent the ability to do it but we just have not seen it yet and obviously the 49ers are looking at their division and realizing that they obviously are gonna have to reload on some positions get better in some areas and Kyle Shanahan such a great play caller that he is uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he really wants to give Jimmy Garoppolo another opportunity this season like I said, most quarterbacks are viewed from year to year. Some quarterbacks are given that, you know, that long-term contract, and sometimes they're given the benefit of the doubt that they'll get it around, and turn it around. Now Garoppolo obviously battled through some injuries this year, and he's been through a lot, obviously. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, what will happen with his contract situation. But you know, the 49ers have a young team with some really good, impressive talent on this team, and. Just when I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo play, um, it just it just feels like you know he will like do well for a certain stretch. Will have those turnovers. Will make those kind of plays. And offensively, like the 49ers are trying to get consistent production from the quarterback position. And so, you know, Garoppolo he could obviously be a game manager at this point in his career not mess it up rely on their running game rely on their defense but we know that those things are changing to some extent and so from the 49ers obviously they're probably gonna still try to inquire about Deshaun Watson probably to an extent and they'll probably be involved in like some other things in free agency Uh, but like I don't see the 49ers winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and simply, I don't see it happening because look at the NFC. I just think there's going to be a lot of teams that continue to get better and have better quarterbacks than Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, could he be? Could he have one of those years where he goes on, goes on an absolute tear and lights it up? It's possible. It's very possible, but, you know, with the game on the line, I don't really trust Jimmy Garoppolo to get it done. I don't think that he's going to be able to have the same kind of impact That Matthew Stafford will have on the on the Los Angeles Rams, although the jury is still out on Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams because that's a new situation for him. So we'll see how well they do. But the quarterback, like in the you know NFC West, is kind of shifting, and so you know you want to have that mobile quarterback, or you want to have that type of offense that can just play fast, play with energy, play with speed. Um, and the 49ers obviously going to lose some people in free agency for sure um, but they're going to be a good team regardless of that and it really comes down to that quarterback elevating that offense and Garoppolo with his time with the 49ers it just hasn't done that to this point to this point. and so I think that if he is going to be the starter this year for the 49ers I think if he doesn't get it done if he doesn't lead them to the postseason again and get back to like A certain like you know Consistency in terms of playing On on a high level I think that he is going to Be out of a job um, Or out of a starting job In the NFL And look He's had obviously some great numbers over the years They had a very important Great season before And yes he's had his fair share of like You know success in that But like I said the, The game has changed so much that Some of these quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks that are coming to the league. um, The Niners, obviously, are going to need their offense to be better um, in the long term. Their defense won't be the same, um, you know, unless, you know, because because don't forget, Robert Sala is not there now. And so they're playing great defense uh, despite all the injuries and stuff this past season. But now Robert Sala is gone. And I think that the 49ers' defense is going to struggle a little bit, which means they put more pressure on Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think if Garoppolo and Shanahan don't get this team to, um, to like the playoffs and play great offense this season, I think that it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to be looking for another another you know quarterback spot next year. Um, they obviously could get out of his contract this offseason if they wanted to. If they're willing to willing to absorb the like cap hit and all of that, and the question is, will they do that? Will they will they make a push for Deshaun Watson? You know, will they make a push for for him? Um, you know, that's what really remains to be seen because we know that you know John Lynch is a, you know Super Bowl champion in his own right. He obviously sees things a lot different ways, and he'll speak great about Jimmy Garoppolo right now, but. We're going to find out how the 49ers are going to be, obviously, with free agency and the decisions that come with Garoppolo. Uh, let's, see if that, let's see if Garoppolo can step up and be the one to lead them back um, to playing winning football next football season because we know that that's going to be how he's going to be judged and that will determine his NFL future um, after the you know after this next season that's coming up.